Welcome to the fifth quarter podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. The team point lead in the fourth quarter, and despite a dazzling 55-yard field goal at the buzzer by Hamilton's Taylor Bertolette, Hamilton fumbles the game away in overtime and lose 23-20 to Montreal. And as you can imagine, Ticats fans are not too happy. The fifth quarter podcast starts now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Uh, One of those games the Tiger Cats had in their back pocket. But they blow a 17-point, or pardon me, 14-point, let me do my math correctly, a 14-point fourth-quarter lead. And despite a miraculous kick at the end of regulation, they fumble this one away, quite literally fumble this game away, and lose 23-20 in overtime to the Montreal Alouettes. That was a gut punch. An Ugly affair offensively top to bottom. Yeah, there were some good plays here and there. Yes, there were some nice catches here and there. A couple of good runs. The defense played, I thought, a great game. Special teams was good, save for the first missed field goal. But this was a game the Ticats had. A game that the Ticats wanted and a game that the Ticats should have won. And did not. And I can't say it any more simpler than that. Up 17-3 in the fourth. You put this one in your back pocket and put another check mark in the win column. They couldn't do it. Too many turnovers at the the worst times of the ballgame. One at the start of the fourth, a Braylon Addison fumble, who, you know, he had a good game up until that point. And, of course, the fumble in overtime. Ticats could have easily kicked a field goal there to go up 23-20, but that turnover sealed the deal. And not only did they lose 23-20 in OT to the Alouettes, and not only did Hamilton fall to 4-4 and and see the Alouettes creep up to 3-4, and But the Ticats' 11-game home unbeaten streak that stretched all the way to 2018 is now over. They were that close, three games away from tying the franchise's all-time record. And, you know, those kinds of things are nice, but what would have been nicer was two points in the standings. They didn't get it. And I'm not sure I can... Yes, they played three... Solid quarters, more than solid on defense, rather lackluster on offense, but they were still up 17-3 to on a team in which didn't have their starting quarterback for a few series, for most of the first half, in fact. But it was only 6-3 at halftime. And thankfully the defense turned it up a notch. Otherwise, this game may have not even gone it overtime. And by the way, thank you, Taylor Bertolette, for giving us one of the highlights of the season. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Send me your thoughts on today's game on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin. At AM900CHML. No Facebook Live today. It doesn't want to participate. It doesn't want to work. It says, I'm going to copy the Ticats offense and just sputter along. So no Facebook Live today on the fifth quarter. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. The reaction on Twitter And in the stands, and I'm sure in your homes or cars, when Bertolette hit that game tire at the buzzer, that was amazing. Maybe the highlight of the year. Because no one expected that kick to go through. I told producer Ben, not a chance. 
this is not going in. We saw David Cote at the end of the first half miss a 45-yarder into the win. And this was 55-56? Wow. I mean, it just barely got over. But it got over. So Ticats fall 23-20 in OT. They're now back to 500, and they start the second half of the CFL season on a downer. All right, let's go to the phones. Dave has called into the program. Dave, welcome to the fifth quarter. How are hey, you? Hey, Rick, how are you tonight? I'm okay. How about you? Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Hey, Do I have it? Hey, Rick, how, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm good. How's it? Well, I'm not good, just, but how's just, it going? Just a couple quick comments. Like, I can't believe how bad our offensive line is. Like, listening to watching Kay Okafor, Jesse Gibbons, or uh, Woodmansky play football, like, Montreal just ran around them. Those guys are terrible. Mike Gibson should be fired tomorrow, our offensive line coach. Uh, and I partly blame Orlando Steinhauer. Thinking you're going to play with those four Canadians on the offensive line and win, it's a joke. I actually feel bad for the quarterbacks because they just get beat to a pulp in the running backs. Like, they're terrible. The guys are just running around them. And then Mark Washington today, his play calling in the second half, was terrible. They're down to, they've got a defensive lineman playing offensive line, and he's rushing three guys. Blitz them nonstop. And then all they did was look where number 24 was when Frankie Williams got hurt, and they were just throwing him the football. Where's the safety coverage? Where's the DB coverage to help him out? Um, this is a coaching loss. Like I, I've always been a big fan of Orlando Steinhauer, but if you think you're going to win, with four of the four Canadians we have on that offensive line, you're mistaken. You know, they've got all these American receivers playing, which sounds good, and they're all fantastic players. But if you can't block, you don't win. Hamilton needs to dress three, maybe four imports on the offensive line if they want to win football games. I've been saying this all season. They're terrible. They're just terrible. They can't block. They're so unathletic. They can't even hold. They're terrible. Uh, hey, Dave, who's your player of the game? Jeez, if I had to guess, uh, I don't know. Tunde Adelike made a couple big plays. You know, at least he's a Canadian who can play football. Uh, the other guys, just um, like I said, you know, Rick, I, I, I've been saying this since day one when I called in. Our offensive line is the worst in the CFL. And to blame anybody on offense, and I feel bad for Mazzoli or Evans or Watford, who's ever playing. Like, if we play Winnipeg or Saskatchewan, we better dress like five quarterbacks because they're all going to get hurt because those guys are terrible. They're so unathletic. They're so unwell coached. They're just they're terrible. And then they took out uh, the guard who was playing and they dressed another American receiver. Why? You can't even block. Like, I don't, I've been a big fan of Coach Steinhauer's for a long time, but I'm not. His, his, his choice of how he's playing the import ratio is terrible. It is just terrible. You will never win. If you cannot block, you will not win football games. That's just common sense. Anyway, thank you so much for taking my call. Hey, Dave, I appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in. And, uh, hey, th- this show is uh, – you know, I, I have the feeling it's going to be one of those shows where people are just going to vent, and that's okay. We need to do so every once in a while, and that's what we're here to do. That's why we have this show. For you to express express your joy when they play amazingly well. And for the fans to express their anger and disappointment when they don't. Uh, Steve on Twitter says, hurry up and heal Dane Evans. This offense is flat without him. Should have never been this close. It should not have. Jim writes, disappointed to say the least. Cats went conservative too early. Masoli's really rusty. Too many Badly thrown balls. When's Dane coming back? Well, that's the big unknown. You know, he's gone four to six weeks. Could he be back sooner? Uh, Maybe. It might take a little bit longer as well. It looked like he was walking around okay on the sidelines today, but, you know, that's walking around on the sidelines getting it's paid. He's not the answer for Hemony Lawrence. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin 
or at AM 900 CHML. Email from Anthony. Hello, Rick. Disappointing. A Hail Mary, and we got lucky to even push it to overtime. The win streak at the field is over, and so is Masoli's chance of being our number one QB. Have you noticed that when Masoli plans to his feet, he makes the pass, and when he's shuffling, he misses the receiver by two yards? Offense looked not better today than with David Watford. In other news, it's nice to see Addison getting a lot of touches, but where is Speedy today? Defense was great again. The only reason we were in this game is because of them. We have to start producing an offense as we cannot have them carry us through to win the Grey Cup. Oski Wee Wee, player of the game, the fans. Thank you, Anthony. Anthony on email, rick at 900chml.com. Back to the phones we go, and we have Mark on the line. Mark, thanks for calling the fifth quarter. Go ahead. Hey, Rick. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, you know, I, I could be better. That was disappointing. Me too. So you said about ranking, so uh, here I go. Yeah, go ahead. Um, everyone's on Mazzoli. The guy's played two games in, what, two and a half years? So I don't really blame him for having a little bit of rust. He missed the open receivers, blah, blah, whatever. It just seems to me like every single time – the Thai Cats have a great cup in Hamilton, or they're supposed to win the great cup, and everything, like in 96, Matt's on again. Boom, third game, out first career. Now, this year, I just don't know what to say. Like, we have no running game. The running game is has been non existent since DeAndre Cobb in 2010. That's the last time we had a thousand yard rusher. Sean Thomas Willington is not the answer. He fumbled twice, he got a gift. The first one, he got it, he got it back in the end zone. The second one was like, how do you fumble that ball in the big in overtime? Like, I just don't get it. We need a better running game. That's that's how we're going to win. All right, Mark. Who's your player of the game today? Uh, Vernon Adams Jr. Yeah, he was uh, he was good. And here's a guy who you know missed most of the first half as well. Appreciate the call. Have a great weekend. Thanks, you too. Uh, Mark's exit means there's a space for you at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. No Facebook Live today. Sorry, folks. It it just doesn't want to work. It packed it in. I think it felt, you know what, the Ticats lost an OT. I'm not working today. It's not happening. Vernon Adams, by the way, 17 of 26. 209 passing yards, two TDs, two interceptions. Jeremiah Masoli, 23 of 33, 223 yards, no TDs, no picks. Ticats defense did another good job against William Stanback. 12 carries, 59 yards for the league's leading rusher. Sean Thomas Erlington, 7 carries, 26 yards, one TD. He also had two fumbles. One, of course, that he recovered in the end zone for a TD. The other one in overtime that sealed the Ticats' fate. And among the receivers, Quan Bray, three catches for 89 yards. Gina Lewis, he was incredible and made a couple of incredible catches, especially late in the fourth quarter. Six grabs, 82 yards, and a TD. Jake Wynicke, four receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Here's the sobering numbers for the Tiger Cats' receiving core. Steve Dunbar Jr., three catches, 75 yards. 56 of those 75 came on one reception. Braylon Addison, I thought, had a pretty strong game for his first game in a long, long time. Seven receptions, 73 yards. And Tim White had four catches for 28. Acklin, four for 22. Brandon Banks, four catches, 15 yards. He does not look like the 2019 most outstanding player. Not even close. 905 645 star 9900 on your cell. Norm is calling it in the fifth quarter. Norm, go ahead. How are you? I'm, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, after well, a game well, like that, I'm not, I'm not very good. Not very happy. Well, well listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you. And I've been following the tight catch my whole life. And I don't know why the player of the game was Simone Lawrence for the tight catch. That guy's like a brick wall. I'd like to know why, like, there's no rule. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Why was Mazzoli even in there? I would have yanked him at halftime. His passes were inaccurate. It was like he's not even with it. 
he thinks more about his hairdo than he thinks about playing football. And uh, that's my thoughts on today's game. So you would have put in David Watford in at the start of the third quarter, Norm? I would have threw him right in there because, I mean, you know what? Defense wins football games, but offense put points on the board. And um, Mazzoli wasn't doing anything. Two and out, punt, two and out, punt. I bet you the punter's legs sore. Could be. He's probably but... sitting in a hot tub tonight. <laughs> They're massaging it as we speak. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just not right. So and and Simone Lawrence, that guy's like a brick wall. He yeah. he's a winner. So the Ty Cats host Toronto on Thanksgiving Monday. Would you start David Watford as opposed to Jeremiah Masoli in that game? If it was up to me, I would. Okay. I'd give him the first two I'd give him the benefit of the doubt, the first two quarters, and if he's not moving the ball and putting points on the board, then I'd throw Masoli back in. All right. Norm, appreciate the call. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Thank you very much. Norm's out, so that means there's a spot for you at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. If you're just leaving the game today, uh, we're going to be live until 830 this evening. Taking your calls, your tweets, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML, your emails, rick at 900CHML.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And that's the question I think I'll ask everyone is, should David Watford get the start? On Thanksgiving Monday, Jeremiah Masoli is 0-3 this year. David Watford is 2-0. I think the record speaks for itself, doesn't it? I think the offense was at least somewhat encouraging under Watford. I mean, not absolutely dynamic, but they moved the ball, got some first downs. He ran quite effectively. The run game overall was a little bit better. He didn't make any mistakes, not to say Masoli threw interceptions today, but just was not dangerous. He was just not dangerous today, and I think you need a dangerous quarterback. You need a dangerous offense in the Canadian Football League. Montreal's offense, in the fourth quarter at least, was dangerous. Email from Randy. Good evening, Rick. A completely unusual home game for the Cats A barn burner in the first half. (laughs) The early score resembled a game in the snow. The Cats should have put Montreal away early. Where was the defensive coverage in the second half? No points scored. They let the momentum swing. The Tiger Cats offense struggling all the time. Too many penalties. Jeremiah Masoli overthrew receivers many times. He looked rusty after the large time off due to injury. Question, when Dane Evans returns, who should be the starter? At this point, I would say Dane Evans. Randy goes on to write, If I was to choose a Tiger Cat player of the game, it would be Braylon Addison with a fairly good comeback after entry in the first half. Not much seen of Speedy B in the second half. This game should not have been close. Many Montreal injuries. The Cats' defense allowing too much in the second half. A definite coaching difficulty, it seemed. Even with a sprained ankle, Adams allowed to run. Congrats to Taylor Bertolet on the 55-yard field goal. I know it's only one game, but this was very concerning, a very unnerving situation, yet exciting. Oski Wee Wee, best wishes, Rick. That email from Randy in Oakville. So a lot of thoughts there that Randy is unleashing on us. And I think it's just one of those that I think we all feel that this was a winnable game. Of course it was. It was 17-3 heading into the fourth quarter. Val on Twitter, lost totally on Masoli. Dave says Masoli sucks. Jim, well, that was a roller coaster with a crappy ending. Offense went to sleep after STE's touchdown in the third and hadn't done much before that. Defense was on the field too long and couldn't take advantage of three O-linemen being out. Good kick, but not good enough. Not nearly good enough from a team perspective. 905 645 star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. We have MJ, Doug, Louise, Corey, and Jordan has called into the fifth yeah. quarter. Jordan, how are you? I fucking, we went to the Tiger game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How was it? We hey, Jordan, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm on Good. How are you? 
I'm very well, thanks. Uh, I just two things. I know a lot of people are talking about uh, how the defense acted, especially in the secondary during the second half. I kind of liked the zone calls, especially on second down. We went man to man, especially on third downs, but uh, they kind of just picked us apart. My big qualm would be uh, how we called it on the offensive side. I think maybe we should pull. I'm not sure who. Do you know who the offensive coordinator is? Yeah, it's Tommy Condell. So you, you think they were too conservative? And I don't know. I know I know Masoli's sort of a, a scramble type of quarterback, but if he is, why are you passing so much? I mean, I think with a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, run the ball, run the clock. There was two minutes left where we gave it up twice. Time should have been out by then. Um, that, too, you know, he doesn't pass very well. I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I really I think maybe the offense, how the offense – Offensive coordinator called that game, especially in the second half. He yeah, should be dragged it, out. He should be dragged out next home game. <laughs> it was a ver- it was a very home home game. Who's your player of the game? Um, I liked Lawrence. I guess a lot of people do. Yep. He stood tall. He kind of kept him in it, especially uh, third quarter. But uh, I don't know. I just didn't like how they called run the ball when you got fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter. I know it's uh, it's a passing league, but run the ball, run the clock out, play some hard-nosed football. Like, learn to, learn to run it down teams' throats, especially in the East. they got the Grey Cup at home this year. Like, run it down their throats. Come on. I don't understand. Yeah, it didn't happen. Jordan, appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend. All right. Thank you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Adam on Twitter says, literally had it in our sights. So frustrated, not to mention the fact this just snapped our 11-game home win streak at Tim Hortons Field. Being flat-out blunt, Ty Cats had this game and blew it. Yeah, I think, I think it's okay to be blunt. It's okay to tell it like it is because they did blow it. You're up 14 going into the final frame, and they did nothing on offense. I mean, literally did nothing on offense the whole game. Simon on Twitter, forget about the last game antics. This all started at the third quarter when the Ticats thought they won the game already. Very passive play calling. This is on Coach Orlando. Due to the terrible decision-making, Montreal was playing with their backups too. Hashtag fifth quarter. Yeah, just, uh, you know, one, one of those games. One of those games where they had it in the bag and maybe they thought mentally, all right, we got this. We're okay. Two points in the win column. Let's start celebrating. And we didn't outwardly see that, but maybe they were thinking that, and their performance on the field suggests they were. On the flip side, if you want to be somewhat optimistic and not think that way, they were just not up to it in terms of executing the plays. Couldn't sustain drives, especially in the second half. Defensively did their all to keep this game close and winnable up until the end. Man, they had two points right there. Couldn't get the job done. Montreal needs 20 yards for a first down. Vernon passes. Oh it's my caught. Goodness. Eugene Lewis catches it. He lost his helmet at the same time. And Montreal has scored a touchdown, third and 20. Eugene Lewis, a huge catch, 29 seconds on the clock. And now it'll be up to the Hamilton offense to try to do something with hardly any time left. Well, the Ticats did do something and something extraordinary at the end of the game, but end up falling 23-20 in overtime, losing to Montreal today. Their 11-game home winning streak is over. Ticats fall to 4-4. Four and four. Montreal improves to 3-4. and four. Who's your player of the game? Vote now, either on email, rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Or call in, star 9900 on your cell, 905-645-3221. No Facebook Live today. It decided to take a timeout. If you missed any past fifth quarter episodes or would like to download the podcast, you can certainly do that wherever you download your favorite podcast. Player of the Game votes so far, Tunde Adelike, 
Taylor Bertolette, who's my choice today, four for five on field goals, including that extraordinary game-tying trifecta at the end of regulation. And Vernon Adams also has a vote. Simone Lawrence leads with two. We'll add up the votes. We'll name our player of the game. Brought to you by Metalogic's Complete Metal Management. We'll also have our fifth quarter fan of the night. And our big play of the game. I'm pretty sure you can figure out what the big play of the game is. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Let's go back to the phone bank. And Corey has been waiting for a while. Corey, go ahead. You're on the fifth quarter. Hey, Rick. How are you doing? I'm a little disappointed. Absolutely. Um, well, it's Corey. I don't know if you remember me from last week uh, talking about the Eastern Division game and how crucial these four games were over the stretch. And uh, to win last week in Ottawa is huge. To lose tonight and give uh, Montreal that game back sucks. Um, I'm probably going to give the most unpopular opinion tonight, I would hope. Um, I think I think Mazzoli's washed. I think Banks is washed. I think these guys that they sat tonight, like Poppy White, Tim White got in there. I think these guys need to get more playing time. Um especially Brandon Banks and Jeremiah Mazzoli. He had the knee injury. It's almost been three years since the guy played football. Um, To bring him in and expect him to play at that almost MOP level when we were playing great isn't the same. Brandon Banks, he was 31 when we lost the Grey Cup. He turns 34 this year's Grey Cup. That's almost three years. I'd hate to say it. These These guys might be done. We need to look elsewhere. And the guys that are playing right now aren't winning. We haven't won with Nizoli or Banks, and we've won with Watford and the Whites. And I'd hate to say it, that ball control offense, I know we didn't turn the ball over on picks, but we turned the ball over on fumbles, especially when it counted. And tonight it sucked, and it lost us the game. The defense, once again, keeps us in the game, keeps us in the game, keeps us in the game, gets the plays, gets the stops, third and 20 and they score sucks even worse but they shouldn't have even been in that position and i'd hate to say it for tonight we shouldn't have lost this game and it doesn't come down to o-line it doesn't come down to defense it comes down to quarterback play and that was the crucial factor all good points Corey. who's your player of the game tonight nobody nobody um ungerer that spin, that spin move, that spin move, and the hurdle on that one one return. Um, let's say Addison. Let's say Addison. How many touches? Uh, uh, double digit touches came back in and looked like he was in all star form. Brandon Banks comes in, doesn't even look like he's showing up. So yeah, Addison or Unger would be my players of the game. All right, good stuff, Corey. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for calling. I'll do my best. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. I didn't mind the nobody vote, but I'll write down Addison and Unger. Not to say he's going to get two votes, but I'll write them down anyways. Because when's the last time Ungerer was nominated for player of the game? I mean, he has one, he had one nice return. Addison certainly had a, a pretty strong game. For his first game since the 2019 Grey Cup, and coming off a knee injury, seven catches, 73 yards for Addison. Yeah, I'll I'll take that every I'll take that every week, and maybe once in a while, ten catches for buck fifteen and two TDs. I'll take that too. Doug has been waiting patiently on the phone deck. Doug, welcome to the fifth quarter. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. I kind of have a a different view of the game. I I thought that uh, there was the defense that that blew it. Well, maybe the defensive coach because it seemed that every time we were in a crucial situation, and uh, we were gonna gonna we needed to stop them. Uh, actually, three times in the game, they went to that three-man rush, and every single time we got burned on it. Like after the first time, it was like I don't know, you know, second or second and fifteen. Oh yeah, we get burned. Next time, you know, second and twenty, we go into it again. Yeah, we get burned again. We go into it again down close to our goal line. Yeah, we got burned again. Three times we, we rushed those three men, and three times we got burned badly, and they scored. So that was why we lost the game. So you don't, you don't heap 
much blame on the offense for not scoring enough points? Well, the offense uh, is pathetic compared to the way it used to be. But they scored 20 points. That's what that's what they've been doing. Yeah, so, your, your description of the offense is quite accurate. Yeah, <laughs> no, but but you have to. But I, I'm I'm not heaping blame on them because we've had players out. We've where our quarterbacks are in and out. I mean, you you can't you can't you know uh, maintain an offense when you're making those kind of changes. Yeah, I'll agree with you somewhat. I mean, obviously the defense didn't play a perfect game, but they only allowed three points over three quarters, and the offense didn't do anything to help out the defense. Yeah, they scored 17 points. But when it came came down to those, just those three, the, the defense, I would say, they played a fabulous game, except for those three times when we only rushed three men. We got burned every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your player of the game, Doug? You know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick the kicker who got the, the field goal at the end just because Taylor Bertolet, yep. he came back and, and made a, a great kick. Now, it might give him a lift and keep him going for the rest of the season. Let's hope so. Doug, enjoy the weekend. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye. Sorry, Doug, I didn't mean to cut you off there at the end. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Max on Twitter, this one is on the offense Ticats should have sealed the win after the late interception. Masoli didn't look good. And that's right. You know, Siante Evans intercepts Vernon Adams Jr. at the Hamilton 2. And I'm thinking, I think we're all thinking, all right, that's it. They got it. The offense is going to retain the football. They'll, you know, soak up some clock. They'll get the W. And no. Hamilton, or Montreal gets the football back. Adams to Lewis on third and 20. Owls take the lead. Ticats on a miraculous 55-yarder from Bertolette at the end of regulation. Tie it up. They go to OT. Montreal wins 23-20. to That's a gut punch. Jeff on Twitter, totally winnable loss. Masoli and O plus Condell shoulder the L. I've always said that I'm not impressed with Masoli. He's a backup at best. D was amazing all game. Player of the game, Addison, for his effort. Enough of the wide receiver handoffs. Nobody is fooled by it anymore. So another vote for Braylon Addison, who I thought had a pretty strong game. Seven catches, 73 yards. Tom on email says, CFL produces some of the most exciting games of any pro sport. Today's was no exception. Awesome finish. TD on third and long with 29 seconds to go. 55-yard field goal as time expired. Everyone on both sides played their hearts out. Defense was awesome. Offense had most of their A-team back but needs Evans. Player of the game, Simone Lawrence. Loved his dive when pushed by Stanback. Couldn't fool the ref, though. Cheers, Tom from Guelph. Um, Speaking of Simone Lawrence, not sure if you saw this on the broadcast or heard it on the broadcast here on CHML, now 20th all-time in CFL history in defensive tackles. So congratulations to Simone Lawrence for cracking the top 20. Jamie on Twitter says, CFL games are a crapshoot. You always have a chance to win. And that is correct. No lead is safe. Uh, We're going to be live until 8.30 tonight, and we're going to get all your calls in, those who are waiting on the food bank. Jason, Dave, Louise, Dave, number two, I guess that would be Dave number three, because we already had a Dave. (laughs) And MJ, and MJ's next here on the phone bank. MJ, good afternoon, or good evening. How are you? Hi, I'm okay, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. Well, I mean, it was a little different for me, because I have family that plays for Montreal, and I have family that plays for the Ticats. Wow. So it was a little stressful. I can imagine. We were all saying they would never play each other, but we knew eventually they would. So, I mean, it was kind of weird because the section that I was in was really close to the field, and it was pro-Hamilton, so that's what I decided to be. We split up. One side goes to the one side. The other side goes to the Hamilton side, and that's what we did. So, I mean, I was, you know, happy because, you know, in the beginning of the fourth, I thought, okay, we're up two touchdowns. Everything looks good. And then my cousin was like, yeah, I think you guys are giving away too many points. And I thought, yeah, but I, I mean, they're not going to give away a couple lead, right? But I, I should have known because 
I mean, when I saw the players that were on the field, they just they were didn't seem like they were very intense about winning. I don't know, like, what do you call it? Like, defensive intensity was really low, and they gave up so many penalties, and I thought, oh, my God, they're going to cough up this entire game. The stadium's going to go bananas because my section, which was about five rows from the field uh, by the entrance, I think they sensed something was about to happen. So they were kind of like getting up and getting really rowdy, and I thought, oh, my God, we're going to – we got to – you know, it was okay. But then they scored, and then it was 17-10, and people got really tense and nervous around me, and I thought, oh, my God, this cannot be happening. I said, don't they watch tape? Like, you can't give up these kind of points. And then when it got to the point where, you know, they had the fumble, I was like, oh, my God, this is like our worst nightmare. And we were like, oh, I said, we need to get out of here. So, like, we started to walk around, and people were getting like, it's okay. We still got the lead, whatever. And then with, like, 27 seconds left, when they kicked the ball, I thought, okay, we just need to get a field goal. We're good to go. And then we got the field goal, and everybody was happy in the stadium. You know, the place went crazy, and we're like, we're tied going to overtime. And all I was thinking was, why did it have to get to overtime? Like, how do we cough up two touchdowns in a fourth quarter? Like, I couldn't get past that part. But everybody else was like, oh, but at least we went to overtime. And I'm like, you didn't have gone to overtime in the first place. So that's where I was. At the end of the game, I was like, we should never have been in this position at all, in my opinion. And I agree with the guy before. There is no player of the game. I mean, yes, that guy who came back from 2019 Great Cup, he played amazing. I mean, he gets a star. And the other guy, he gets a star, Addison. But, like, I feel like when you lose the game the way you did, there should be no players of the game. You should be watching tape constantly between now and the next game. Because we should have won this game. And I feel like I'm concerned now that it'll either go two ways. Either they'll be super pumped for the next game and they'll learn from it, or the next game they'll just start the spiral down into, like, down the standings. So I'm going for the positive, obviously. I'm hoping they'll learn from this game. But the way social media is right now, I mean, it's, it's pretty intense. Like, people are pissed. Like, I was glad we left the stadium when we did because people were just rowdy, and I thought, let's just leave now, get the kids, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because, like, oh, my God, like, the, the atmosphere at the stadium was insane. The police officers started to get more cops to come because people were just throwing stuff and fighting, and I'm like, guys, this is just one game. Four and four, there's still time. But I think that some people think that this is, like, a sign of what's been going on for a while. And so I'm just curious to see what people think because, I mean, I agree with everybody who's spoken before. There's a lot of things we could have done better. We could have used the ratios of imports to Canadians better. But I just feel like the offensive coach should have been like, take the damn field goal. Like, I don't understand why teams feel like they have to get right to, like, the 10-yard line to kick a game-winning field goal. Like, he just hit a 55-yarder. So he's good. He's good. He's got momentum. He's got energy. He's got adrenaline. Like, just get to like 35 and then kick it you don't have to go all the way to zero like oh my god like i was just so mad so sorry that's how i feel mj i appreciate the call enjoy the rest of your weekend thank you so much have a good day take care wow mj's like she's like a firecracker i think we need her in the tie cats locker room before they take on the argos on thanksgiving monday she'll rile them up and then bring her back in halftime and at the start of the fourth quarter. Taylor Bertolette needs a huge leg here. 55-yard field goal attempt. He's set to go. Here's the snap, the hold, the kick. It's up and it's good. Just barely. Taylor Bertolette kicks a 55-yarder with no time on the clock to tie the game. That is the big play of the game here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML, evening the score at 20 apiece. At the end of regulation, both teams get set for overtime. Sean Thomas Erlington fumbles. Owls kick a field goal. They go home of the win, 23-20 in overtime. Hamilton falling to 4-4. Their 11-game home winning streak at stretched all the way back to 2018. He's now done. Montreal improves to 3-4. and four. 
Call in now with your thoughts on the game, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Vote for the player of the game. It's brought to you by Metalogic's Complete Mental Management. You can send me an email, rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. No Facebook Live today. Sorry, folks, and sorry for those who usually chime in on Facebook. Just did not want to participate today. It kind of felt like the Ticats offense. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Lisa on email. Hi, Rick. It has been a while since sending a message to the Fifth Quarter. I thought the game was over in the fourth quarter. I think the Ticats thought that too. And started watching saved DVR episodes of 90 Day Fiancé. Lisa, you did not! You did not start watching DVR episodes of 90 Day Fiancé. She goes on to write, Next thing we know, the Cats need the field goal to go into OT. Masoli definitely has some rust that he needs to get rid of next game. Let's stay positive. I secured my Grey Cup tickets this week and looking forward to moving on from this tough loss. Lisa in Niagara Falls, New York. 90 Day Fiancé. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I think Lisa's on to something, because I'm sure that episode or episodes of 90 Day Fiancé that she watched was more entertaining than most of today's ballgame. 90 Day Fiancé. <laughs> that takes the cake. All right, back to the phones we go. Louise has been hanging on for a while. Louise, thanks for calling into the fifth quarter. Go ahead. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Rick. Um, my first point is that we have got to stop calling Watford a third-string quarterback. Watford's an amazing quarterback. I've been watching him for years, and we do not need Mazzoli. We do not need Dane. I mean, I want Dane to come back. Oh, my God, yes, please. But Mazzoli, I don't know the game of the guy that said he's done. He's right. He's done. He should have taken a page out of Tyler's book and retired. But is there any way we can bring him back? Because we got some serious, serious issues with the coverage for our quarterbacks. Filer, he didn't teach anybody how to do it, it seems. Secondly, um, yeah, man, we can't let our defensive line score and defend. Like, they can't do it all, guys, girls, people. Uh, that's why Ted Laurent is my player of the game, because that man laid a smack down. And like the lady before me, I think we were in the same section because I was within six rows of center. And I'm telling you, section 115 was off the chain. We were so ready for that win. So I got to take that back, actually. The fans, we're a player of the game, Rick. All right. Hey, that's a good vote, Louise. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Take Oski Weewee. Oski Weewee. Yes, definitely. Ted Laurent, uh, four defensive tackles. But no, doesn't get her point. She's uh, going with uh, the fans. Sorry, Teddy. You had a pretty good game, but the fans, I think uh, I'll agree with Luis. Had a much better performance than anybody on the field. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Jason has been waiting patiently on the line. Jason, welcome to the fifth quarter. Rick, how are you tonight? I'm okay. How about you? Uh, disappointed. I was very happy during the week when I saw the depth chart, saw that we were getting back Banks, Addison, and Masoli kind of uh, cautiously optimistic about Masoli playing QB. And as we see how it turned out, I had every right to feel that way. I was expecting a lot more, to be honest. But, well, I, I, had two, I, did, I had two different points of view. Number one, they were going to pick up right where they left off, or we're going to see a little bit of rust, and as the game goes on, they'll get better. We never I, really saw them get going, though. We didn't. Uh, I, uh, section 101, where I sit, uh, people around us, we kept saying, Every time they get the ball back, Masoli just can't move the ball. I'm not sure if he's still injured, which he very well may be, and they wanted to get him in. Uh, but I don't know. How could the outcome have been different if Watford was in? I don't know. Well, my guess is they – I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I would no. think that they're going to score more than one touchdown on offense. Yeah, you'd have to think so, but he just he just couldn't get the offense going. If this – with our um, when the depth chart came out, that was pretty much with Posey being cut this week. We're full go, full offense, full defense, no injuries aside from Van Zyl, and we could only put up you know twenty points with a miracle field goal at the end. I think we're in trouble. So who do you start a quarterback on uh, Thanksgiving Monday? 
let's hope Dane's ready to go. Well, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be ready to go. It's going to be Masoli or Watford. Too, but, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess the powers that be are probably going to say Masoli, and I guess you kind of have to go with him, but it's just the defense held them to 20 points. Um, you know, you, they, they were on the field all night. If, if, in the CFL, if you're holding them to 20, you should be able to really probably get close to a win. I mean, that was a miracle 55-yarder at the end. Same as a couple people said before, our section was going crazy as well when they scored. But, I mean, yeah, you know, Erlington fumbled twice. He hasn't, I haven't really seen him fumble before ever. And have two, two, two tonight, it's just eh, tough, tough. Who's your uh, player of the game, Jason? I'm going to be honest with you. I think the people handing out the Coke Zero at the gate when we left the game was my player of the game. I can't give anyone a player of the game in a loss. <laughs> I love it. How was the Coke Zero? Uh, we got him in the cooler bag in the trunk. We're going to have him when we get home, get him a bit colder. Nice. Well, uh, enjoy no, that. One more one more yeah. point, Rick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so many people left at the, uh, the end of the game, and our section was empty. Uh, Ty Cats had 30 seconds left. Wow. And they marched on the field and tied it up. Too many casuals leaving the game. Wow, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it was terrible. Well, uh, hopefully on Thanksgiving Monday we'll see a lot different and, uh, and a victory as well. Jason, appreciate the call. Have a great night, Rick. Thanks. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you very much. 905-645-3221, star 9900. This would be Dave number two. Dave number two, how are you? Well, Rick, I'm late calling in because after that one, I needed a drink. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't a Coke Zero. No, sir. Uh, not even not even close. Listen, uh, victims of a little bit of a... Well, we have a uh, rusty Mazzoli, a bad offensive line, and... Uh, uh, some bad luck, but uh, we we uh, should have won that game. But I, I think in some there were certain lulls in the game with the team, and I do agree with that one caller that said about the three man rush. That 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 seemed to we seemed to get burned on that a few times. But uh, now that Posey's gone, I'm hoping that they can uh, use that money and maybe acquire some kind of offensive line from somewhere or a couple guys or or something. Um, I think Mazzoli's rust is his main problem. Um, I, I still start him over Wofford, um, so we'll see probably Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, everybody's got to – I know it's hard to be patient with Mazzoli, but, you know, he hasn't had a lot of play time in three years. Let's remember that. Um, so, yeah, my player of the game was going to be Addison, but uh, how the heck can you uh, – a guy kicking a 55-year-old – 55-year-yard uh, field goal into the wind – that was pretty spectacular. And I just had a gut feeling that this guy's got nothing to lose. Maybe he's going to think it, and he did. That was great. And and, and the fumble, um, yeah, that was very, very heartbreaking, disappointing um, after that kick. It was a letdown. Um, I, I, can, I can say we need a running back, or we don't really have a really great running back. But then again, it's hard to tell what the offensive line we have. Yeah, and they don't run the ball enough. Um, you know, the, the O-line is what it is. Sean Thomas Erlington, I think, is an, an adequate back. He's not a game-breaker. Um, I, I don't know if you change running backs. I'm not sure the result is different because they just don't commit to the run. No, I agree. It, it never really has. And, uh, you know, with that offensive line, I can't see, uh, like you say, it is what it is and it's not very good. And, and you have to have an offensive line really to create a run game. You can't expect miracles. And, and Mazzoli was under a lot of pressure. He, he is hesitating to get the ball off. Um, you do think at this point, uh, at this point, um, Evans, um, you know, hands down better quarterback right now. Um, yeah, we just need to get him on the field. Well, that's just it. I mean, it's not all lost, but I, I hope they can tweak things, uh, bring in somebody because they got some money now that Posey they have to release Posey. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, there's uh, yeah, it's not it's uh, expected better this season, but the season ain't over. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, the defense is is. Is, is an elite defense in the league. It really one of the elite defenses in the league, so they're good enough to win games. Uh, the offense just has to pull closer to them. I agree. Dave, appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, Joe on Twitter says, Yikes, the fumble killed us. I had high hopes for Masoli, but he looked like the old Masoli. Could not finish the big play. I really hope Evans is back soon, as is this team won't win versus the bigger team. Still wish Posey didn't get released. Player of the game, defense and dave on twitter says masoli clearly not the starter oh and three one td four interceptions where is the 2019 mop banks o-line still a major issue only bright side from this loss addison looked great and our kicker has a leg offense needs dane back if they want a chance 
Pam says, agree with that caller, put Watford in. And Blue Star says, Rick Masoli was absolutely terrible today. He should have been replaced when he couldn't move the ball after the two and outs. Dane Evans must be the starter when he is healthy. I'll squeeze in one more tweet before the break. Uh, this one from Jake, you cannot blame Masoli until we get an O-line that can block. Certainly the offensive line is a major issue, no doubt about that. Masoli hands off to Sean Thomas Erlington. Oh, he's into the end zone, but he's fumbled the ball. He dives on it. Ball's still loose, and now it looks like Thomas Erlington got it back. It is a touchdown. Tiger Cats. Unconventional, not how Thomas Erlington wanted it to go, but he gets the touchdown regardless, and the Tiger Cats extend their lead 5 3, and we await the convert. As a two pointer, as Masoli to 3 with. Uh... And they blew that point lead. They lose to the Montreal Alouettes 23-20. By the way, Calgary leading Saskatchewan 17-3 in the second quarter tonight. So the Stamps showing that they're potentially coming back. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Here on the fifth quarter, we have about 11 minutes to go. Rick at 900chml.com is the email address, or you can tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Alan on email says, Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. Wow, what a game. It was nice to get the 55-yard field goal to tie the game, but there were a couple of kicks that were missed, which should have guaranteed us points. Our offensive line is getting manhandled. Kay Okafor and Jesse Gibbon are being overpowered. Stephen Dunbar had a really nice catch, and when Tim White caught the touchdown, but it was called back for offensive pass interference, crucial missed opportunities. I thought Addison had a great game overall, and I would give him player of the game. I was getting frustrated with the kicker, but that 55-yarder really had me jumping out of my seat shocked. Masoli did frustrate me at times tonight. He's been hit and miss. The game was winnable, but at least we got one point. Actually, no, Ticats didn't get one point. It could make all the difference at the end of the season. 4-4 four and four is not too bad. Toronto, please lose next game. Well, that next game is Thanksgiving Monday as the Ticats host the Argonauts on October the 11th. Back to the phones we go. Dave, number three, calling into the program. Hey, Dave. Hey, Rick. Um, that right there is called clutching defeat from the hands of victory. Um, it was it was it was not impressive, um, and I'm very unimpressed with with Mazzoli's performance. You know, we just came off winning two straight games with a third string quarterback. Uh, at the time, missing our top three receivers, but now Posey's released, and I'll get to that later. But, um, you know, and, and we won two straight games, and Mazzoli comes in. And, and I don't know if it's Mazzoli or the play calling, but it just seemed like he was running the Watford offense tonight. And then when he didn't run the Watford offense, he threw it deep, and I think he connected on one of maybe six or seven of them, uh, and that was the big one to, to Dunbar. But in the first half, he had some wide-open ones he completely missed, and just not impressed it's it's not good you you know you got your third stringer in there winning games and then Mazzoli comes in and, and he loses a perfectly winnable game just uh, it's not good and you were going to mention the posy thing well i'm i i just think it's a it's a very soft soft release you know they're saying they're impressed with tim white and poppy white and dunbar you know did did tim white poppy uh and dunbar win win a great cup uh most valuable player or you know, you, you know, I'll, I'll bring it back like this. When we played Saskatchewan in Saskatchewan for the Grey Cup, going into that game, there was no way we were winning. That team was so stacked because they were hosting the Grey Cup and they spent the money. They brought Stiegel in. They didn't need him, but they brought him in. You know, and was it Stiegel or was it someone else? It was the BC receiver, maybe. I might, I might be wrong, but they brought someone in. And You're else, thinking of G. Roy Simon. Team. They stacked that team, and here we are releasing – a guy like Posey that can obviously help our offense because they're not scoring points right now, you know, and they're releasing them and they're hosting the Great Cup. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous to me. You're, you're thinking of G. Roy Simon in, uh, back in 2013. That's who it is. Yep, yeah, yep, sorry. I was wrong with Steve. It was G. Roy Simon. Yeah, who's exactly. your player of the game today? Uh, it's probably the kicker. The kicker, you know, to me, he missed a, a field goal in the first quarter. But I'll take that miss for a clutch big one at the end every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And he made a clutch big one at the end. And you know what? He might not be, you know, super this year. And I was actually going to complain about him tonight after that first field goal. <laughs> but you know what? In the playoffs, you know that you have a quarterback and go out there, or a kicker, sorry, go out there with two seconds left and kick a field goal like that. I'll take him. 
I'll take him. So he's my player of the game. All right. Dave, appreciate the call. Cheers. Have a good weekend. Patty has called in in the fifth quarter. Patty, thanks for waiting. Hello there. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, if we remember back when Zach Claros was with him and he took the torn ACL, when he came back, he heard footsteps. And I think the Ticats got rid of him when they, they should have held on to him. So now we have Mazzoli, who had an injury, and I think he's hearing footsteps as well. So all I ask is that we don't react. Give him a chance to get himself back in order. I mean, there are some cobwebs he's got to get out of the way. But I think all in all, I think we should give him some time because he has cho- uh, proven to be a very good quarterback. Um, for player of the game, I know it's off the wall a little, but the announcer that calls the game does an amazing job at getting the crowd involved and getting us hyped up, you know, to throw the other team off. So I know that's off the rails a little, but I think <laughs> we need to throw some kudos out to them as well. Okay, so the PA announcer. Yeah, I, I, I think he's done a fabulous job, and maybe like an unsung hero, you don't hear too much about him, but I think they do a fabulous job getting the crowd going. Excellent. Well, I appreciate the call, and that's a good vote. Thanks, Patty. Thank you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Six minutes to go in this fifth quarter. Craig on Twitter says there's no way the Cats win the Cup this year with all these difficulties winning the game. Sally tweets two words, heartbreak. Michael, first caller made every point on my mind. Turnover's a killer, third and 20, and the D allows a TD with safety in nowhere land. Is this the end of the Banks era? That's a question. Brandon Banks has not looked like himself, that is for sure. Rob on Twitter, my player of the game is my Uber driver right now. Guy's a legend. Well, someone's getting a good recommendation. Jay says seven rushes by a running back and two fumbles. Offensive play calling and the O-line are the problem. The O.C. has got to go. Matthew says tough loss for the Ticats offense needs to be more consistent. Richard says, Vernon Adams Jr., my player of the game, able to get it done in an extremely loud, must-complete situation, but what a kick in the wind, 55 yards. Soju says, Ted Laurent, kicker finally got his leg. Brendan writes, anytime I see Masoli listed as QB1, I'm scared. I've been trying to figure out for a while why he's an issue, and I've nailed it down. Masoli has no pocket presence whatsoever. Hoping they go back to Watford next week against the Argos. Player of the game, Simi HOV, which is Simone Lawrence. Uh, and Manny writes, last words on tonight's second half performance, pathetic. And Peggy writes, did anyone notice the refs' masks at Ticats game tonight? A thoughtful thing for Fox 40 Whistle to create CFL officials this week, and this was the Every Child Matters mask with a Fox 40 logo on it. And yes, I noticed those, and it was a nice touch. <sighs> one of those games, one of those times, and uh, one of those instances where we'll look back and think what could have been and maybe what should have been. And maybe the Ticats were thinking at, at the end of the third quarter with a 17-3 to lead, but they lose 23-20. In overtime after giving up a third and 20 with 29 seconds to go, Vernon Adams to Eugene Lewis for what we all thought was the game-winning touchdown to make it 20-17. to But the Ticats and Taylor Burlett nailing a 55-yard field goal. But in overtime, Sean Thomas Erlington fumbles and game over with David Cote hitting a field goal to win it. Our next game is Ticats at home against the Toronto Argonauts. It is obviously the biggest game of the season. A win, and Hamilton is above 500 in sole possession of first. A loss below the level and in second, at least. This is a big win for the Montreal Alouettes. There's no doubt about that. No more games between Hamilton and Montreal, so this was a biggie. The player of the game brought to you by Metalogic's Complete Metal Management, voted by you, the fans, is kicker Taylor Bertolette. Four for five tonight, including a game-tying 55-yarder at the whistle. Big player of the game, also that 55-yarder. And the fifth quarter fan of the night, every fan who was at the game called in, tweeted, and emailed
and even those who wanted to participate on Facebook, although it did not want to participate. You're all our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight. Our next game is Monday, October 11th. Fifth quarter will come at you after the Ticats host Toronto on Thanksgiving Monday. For producer Ben Strawn, my name's Rick Samford. Enjoy the rest of the weekend here on 900 CHML. Where Ticats fans come together, win or lose. Listen after every game to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate 4 on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.